It's Black Star Heritage. Hey guys, welcome to Black Star Heritage. This is Bernice. And I'm Eunice. And welcome to our career episode. Today we're talking about how I got into the fashion industry and how Eunice got into um, education education, and, you know, working at a school and being a teacher and all that fun stuff. So this joke, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, what hear- do you call a fake noodle? A fake noodle? <sighs> a f- I don't know. An impasta. <laughs> I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't. An impasta. I don't even think the joke was funny. It's just the way you said it. <laughs> so much energy. <laughs> it's like, you know when something's not funny, you gotta put like that Like you were trying to make it funny. <laughs> Guys, let me, let me preface this. I never know her jokes until she tells me. And I'm like really dreading it whenever she's ready to tell me a joke. I'm scared. Because I don't know where it's gonna go. I don't know. An impasta. An, okay. Give me another one. Next one. Why did the picture go to jail? Because it was in the frame. It was framed? It was framed? Oh, I hate you. Oh, it was right? It was framed. <laughs> See, now she just ruined the joke. So I'm going to tell another one. <laughs> what was... Oh. What do you call a 350-pound stripper? <laughs> <laughs> Broke. <laughs> Yo. No, no, it's the staying in. Oh god! Oh shoot, that was not funny. I know. <laughs> Look, all kinds of laughter is good laughter. Yeah, I mean, like I literally feel like I lost five pounds because my jaw hurts from laughing. Let me tell Yo. you, people always say laughter is the best medicine. Okay, so if you don't laugh a lot, this is a quick advice. Just go laugh. And- and if you're not laughing, go figure out why you're not laughing. Yeah, Are you go, the hindrance in your own life of why you're not laughing? Go watch hmm? some comedy shows on Netflix. Like, even if you don't laugh, smirk. Like, hmm. hmm. You know, something. Something. We laugh a lot, obviously. We don't take life seriously. That's the problem. I mean, we do, but not really. Like, it's like, things are not that personal. Like, just get over it and... And sometimes, sometimes, to be honest... It's a good thing to have, but not really. Because <laughs> we brush... I think we're a brush-off people. My thing is, I'll talk about it, and then I'll brush it off. Yeah. And then it goes away. And when she's talking, guess who she's talking to? Her. I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired of listening to all well, of her inner thoughts. You better hold on, because we have the rest of our lives. <laughs> I'll tell you all my marriage issues and everything that will come in the future. My oh, kids gosh. and everything. All right, so let's... So, we didn't know each other in high school because we met when we were in college. So, how how was your college experience? Where did you go to college? No, I'm lying. Where did you go to high school? Let's talk about high school first. So, I went to d Clinton High School in the Bronx. Clinton. Clinton. Was, Honestly, I was always scared to go to Clinton. I know. It's bad. I, I, <laughs> it was bad. I went to Clinton, I think, once or twice for the SAT prep um, test. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So whenever I'll be the go around there, I don't I don't like calling people ratchet, but damn. <laughs> Look, not everybody there was the not same. everybody there. But it's like when I got off the bus to go in the class, it was like, why is everybody acting ratchet 
ish. Wow. Well, I didn't see you there, we though. We played 10 years. Isn't it funny? <laughs> I, I didn't even see you. It's it was a really big school. I know. It was. A, it's Imagine a big if school. I saw you over four hundred people. I don't think I would have liked you, but anyways. Hey, why? <laughs> Girl, trust me. I've been like, uh. You wouldn't yeah. like me? Why? What the hell? I didn't like you when I first met you. I don't think I would have liked you then. Ah, okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> she's hurt. <laughs> yeah, I went to Clinton. Um. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> She's to be honest, Clinton had a lot of drama. Like she's saying, I mean, I'm not gonna say it. it was. It was a crazy school. It's actually a school that is recognized to be very rowdy. Well, up to my year, of course. Now it's a little calmer. I think they're even closing it down. Oh damn! Yeah, but the people that you know went the year before, the year before me, and the year that mm-hmm. I was there will recognize and tell you that it was a crazy school. It was a lot of Ghanaians. Oh my goodness. I think that's what, okay, that's why I don't want to go to school in the Bronx. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be around, not that I don't like Ghanaian people, but just the community on an everyday basis was just too much yeah. for me to handle. I mean, you'll be in the hallways, you hear people speaking Chi. And you know, of course, me being the typical young woman that I am, I made some good Ghanaian friends. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, you know, it was it was high school. There's drama, and then there's this, and then there's that, and this person said this, and all the craziness. But in overall, the most important thing, my main focus was my future, and it yeah. has always been. And you know, um, in high school, of course, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sure, honestly, what I wanted to do, but I definitely knew that I didn't want to be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> My mom works in a medical field, and I've heard her talk, and it was just oh not my, my cup of so tea. Like, <clears throat> ooh, why am I choking? Ah, God. The, the, the devil. Wow, <laughs> such an African response. <laughs> the devil is choking me. <laughs> Yo, my throat. Anyway, yeah, like, okay, so for me, I left the Bronx. Because I was like, I didn't want to go to the Bronx, to school in the Bronx, because I didn't want to be with all the Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. So I went to Harlem, like that's any far from the Bronx. But so I went to Manhattan Center for Science and Math. Well you bougie. That's not bougie. That's like across the Bronx. Like Girl, compared to mine, that's bougie. That's <laughs> <laughs> Manhattan in it. But, <laughs> but the thing is I went to that school because it's math and science school and we all in my family had an understanding that me, I'm gonna be a doctor or something in the medical field. So it's like, you know what? Get your science on get your math on because you're gonna need that for when you like apply for pre-med programs in college Mm -hmm. so that's why i went to a math and science school but in my heart you hate it oh jesus (laughs) in my heart i like this is my thing when i was younger i'm like i want to go and have a job where i don't wear uniform Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's why I also applied to Manhattan Center. We didn't have uniform, so find I could wear all the the, the Forever Twenty One clothes and the H and M stuff. We didn't have uniforms either. So I was like, finally, I can get to buy cool clothes because before I had uniform, and my parent, my family mm-hmm. bought me uniform, and that was ugly. So like the size never fit. So I was like, okay, finally, I can like be a new person and be cute. So I was like, you know what? I like this cute thing. I've always liked being cute, but it's not acceptable to do something in fashion because if everybody in your family is doing something medical related, who mm-hmm. are you to say you want to be in fashion? Like that was like, yeah. So I was like, you know what? If I'll be a doctor, I'll be a pediatrician or something. And so I was like, yeah, let's go to math and science school and hopefully we'll figure it out. I mean, honestly, I don't know why I went to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I said, I came when I was 12. I went to seventh grade, like March to June, and then eighth grade for the whole year. I didn't know what high school really was. And my did mom, you did you pick the high school you wanted to I go to, did, or someone like helped my, you? My olders, because I remember I came with my two older brothers, so they went to Clinton. But like, I think we kind of just went there because it was close to our house. Oh damn, that's like yeah. <laughs> so we really just kind of went there. Um, unlike her personally. My family didn't have, like, a job for me. Like, it wasn't, like, said that you should be a nurse or you should be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But you just knew for yourself you didn't want to be a nurse. Definitely. You know, because, um... And nobody really even ever asked me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my, maybe when I was, like, five or seven, I probably said, I'll be a lawyer. But, um... Oh, I didn't want to be a lawyer because I heard they read a lot. And I'm like... Eh. Nah, I said I wanted to be a lawyer once to my grandmother in Africa. She told me I'll go to hell because lawyers lie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So that idea was out the window oh, at no. a young age. And yeah, I just kind of went to Clinton. Uh, my first semester, my first semester as a freshman, I was just a regular student, but I did really well. So they moved me to the honors program mm-hmm. where I started taking like AP classes and stuff. Yes. Hey, good mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she's Snap, me. but um, yeah, so... You know, I just kind of, I feel like I just kind of breezed my way through it. Just passing regions, passing classes. So my senior year, um, I took AP Literature mm-hmm. with this lady, Miss Neary. Oh, I remember her name. And <laughs> this lady, you mean your teacher? <laughs> yes, she was, she was very nice. She gave us this group assignment where she assigned literally, literary, I'm hey. not to say that word. Bruffle. Literary <laughs> elements. You know, literally, literally. <laughs> I think wait, lit- literal, literally, literary, 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 literary. Hey, we didn't go to college. We didn't go to college. Literary devices. Uh-uh. Say that again. Literary. <laughs> okay, look, whatever it is, you know that thing in history where it's like similes, um, oxymorons, and but like, that's not history. Thing. No, I mean English. Hey. I teach history now, so I keep thinking history. But in English language, you know, like similes, oxymorons, and yeah, yeah, yeah. personification, those things, yeah. whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, Google it. Whatever they call it, let us know. Email us. So she kind of assigned one to like each person in the room, and you had to study what it is and teach it. And I ended up having the highest score in the class. Ooh. So, Ooh, um, check you out. Yeah. So then she called me personally, and she asked me, like, you were really good. You ever you ever thought about teaching? And yes, yeah, so even though my aunt was a teacher in Ghana, like, to be honest, I do not want to teach American kids. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. But I did have a lot of fun doing it. I realized that I really loved, like being in the center and being- the thing is she likes being the boss <laughs> yes she talks too much and she likes telling people what, what to, to do, do. so <laughs> so it's like as a teacher guess what you talk all day long and guess what you tell your whole class what, what to, to do. do all day right <laughs> so she did and i was like huh and that's when it hit me like you know what i'll try teaching uh-huh. and so when i that's why i decided to go to lehman college where uh-huh. i went to um college for four years and that's what I pursued. I was a history major, education minor. I was not going to do English because mm, obviously, you know, I can't even say words properly. <laughs> <laughs> she can't read. She can't read. Um, so, yeah, I went to, when I went to high school in, you know, the idea was to do something in medicine. Um, high school was pretty much a breeze at the beginning. Like, I've always been the kind of person I never had to like really study that hard like it was always easy for me to like you know get really good grades but then I got to senior year and I took AP bio and then it was just failure upon failure upon (laughs) failure every test 
me a diamond <laughs> I'm like, this is not for me. And the thing is, like, science <laughs> has never been that hard. But that, so I always, <laughs> like, I always grew up, ha- grew up hating history. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that year I was also taking AP um, history. So I knew that I was struggling that class. I didn't anticipate struggling AP bio. Mm-hmm. So even with AP history, even though my grades were not like, a hundred. I was still like in the high seventies, eighties. So I was right. like, you know what? At least I'm past it. No, bio complete sixty something. Like it was Dang. complete, and it was like one after the other, after the other. And like sometimes, like literally, I would stay up all night studying my behind off, and I'll take the test, and I just look around, like all these smart people, are like like writing so hard, and I'm like, look, I look at my pencil, and I'm I'm not writing. That's crazy. Yo, I would feel so bad. So basically, at that point. Oh, at that knew, point. Yeah. Oh, after the third failing test, I was like, ah, doctor is not for I me. I cannot go and for it. <laughs> I remember we did like the whole dissecting frog thing, and after that day, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this is not what my I portion in life. I was like, no, and I was like, you know what? I would definitely pursue that fashion thing. So mm. I'm, but I kind of wanted to pursue it earlier. So I remember junior year, I still had that inkling. I still want to do fashion. So I asked permission because um fit fashion institute of technology they had like a summer program for high school juniors where you can come for like maybe a six weeks kind of thing i think and just like get acclimated into like what fashion school is like and like you know figure out what you want to do but it was Mm -hmm. like a summer program for high schoolers yeah so i asked my dad to sign my papers for me because you know I need a par- parent's permission. And my dad said no. He, wow. Yeah, because, you know, we 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 were going to do, um you know, medical stuff. So, like, there was really no point in testing out fashion if you're really going to do medicine. So, like, that was kind of like, damn, like, I have no choice. So that was, like, pretty, like, blah in our relationship. Like, you know, I want to do this. But it's kind of like, um, as a Ghanaian, as this family, you know, I don't know. My dad didn't know anybody who did fashion. So it's kind of like, why would I allow you to do something we don't know about? And in the Ghanaian community, it's not common. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I feel like now it is just because I'm more exposed to people that that. are doing that because I am in fashion. But you realize that times, to be honest, yes, even though to us... Honestly, it's been a couple of years, and it's been within a, a year or two, a lot changes. Yeah, so. but but like I understand where he was coming from. I said, I am not like I am aware of other Ghanaians in fashion because that's the industry I'm in. So I'm constantly like you know trying to see find out who else is doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're in medicine, are you really checking for people who are doing fashion stuff? No, no. So it's like if you you're completely into finance and fat and then medicine or whatever you're doing of mm-hmm. course you don't know any fashion people because you're not looking for those kinds of people right so yeah so so that's when i was like you know what i'll do medicine because i can't do fashion so when senior year came and i was failing all my science tests i was like okay maybe fashion i mean medicine's not for me so then i kind of like <laughs> i applied to fit behind his back people <laughs> <laughs> What is FIT? FIT, um, Fashion Institute of Technology. I applied behind his back. I And then I think at one point I did tell him, honestly, the application, I'm not even going to lie, I spent maybe an hour on it. Oh, wow. With the the basic application form plus my my personal essay, like all the, I don't know, maybe like an hour or two hours. It was not long. It wasn't like a whole weekend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then 
when I submitted it, I was like nervous, but I was like, you know what? I did the best I could do for myself. I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. With the other applications that I did for other schools that was like liberal arts schools, blah, 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 it took forever oh, wow. to accomplish them. But anything that I did, I applied to several schools for fashion. And those applications were really, really quick for me. So at, at that point, I was like, you know what? If I'm finding such ease explaining to in letters or in essays about why I should be accepted into fashion school and when it comes to like a liberal art school or like a, a medical based whatever and I'm finding it hard to explain myself maybe I shouldn't be there true because I couldn't how am I supposed to tell you I belong in your school when I can even convince myself why, yeah yeah but when it came to like talking about myself in the fashion setting it was pretty easy for me to do that so once once that one that happened i was like you know what let's just see if Mm -hmm. i get into fashion school then at that point it was kind of like i may not go but i just want to see if i'm good enough right to go so that's kind of why i applied behind people's back and then when i applied i when i the day that i got my acceptance letter for fit I think it was Queens College or something. Both of the letters came at the same time. So obviously, I opened um, Queens College first because I was scared that FIT didn't want me. Mm-hmm. So I opened Queens College and I was like, yeah, I got in. So I told my dad was around. I told him, like, yeah, you got in, blah, 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 whatever. If it was Queens or Baruch, one of them, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But and then after that, I opened FIT and I yelled and I was like, "Yes, I got into FIT!" And my dad was like, "You're going to the other what school." Is, what is FIT? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I got into like the fashion school." And he was like, "Um, my dad was like, I'd rather have you go to the other school than the mm-hmm. fashion school." And my heart just broke. I was like, "Yeesh." Yeah. That was like really hard, hard for me. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it was wow. really hard. Well, for me, my experience is kind of opposite hers. Honestly, like I said before, <laughs> my family never really imposed like a specific career line for me. Mm-hmm. So when I did say that I was gonna do teaching, I didn't get like any kind of like backlash from it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I could tell my mom was a little nervous because you know the whole Ghanaian community don't do that whole teaching stuff. Mm-hmm. What but do they do? They do nursing. Nursing, right? Or like and oh, L L H H H H H H home care right but like for i feel like i had a lot of like more kind of a negative um response from outsiders like outside your family that, yes like, like people i go to church with or people that like or like people that you have conversations about career mm-hmm. with who are Ghanaian, of course mm-hmm. and um honestly i didn't want to go to Lehman. yes i wanted to be a teacher but i wanted to go upstate because you know she to... wanted to do that dorm <laughs> life turn up <laughs> Right, but the but, Holy Spirit kept her home. <laughs> you know, and I really, but I'm, apparently my mom had been praying that, that I go to Lehman. Hey, that's and, the reason. And I actually applied to Lehman because you know why not? I was applying. And it's to like Cunies. right by your house. I applied to SUNYs. I got into some SUNYs. I got into CUNY, and then the Q. I remember I was in school. I had just got on. My mom called me like, ah, "You got into." Oh, Lehman. she opened your letter. Yeah, she did. Ah, what a woman. And in my head, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not even gonna front. Going to Lehman was definitely the best choice for my yeah. career line. My college experience Ooh. was blah. <laughs> yeah, mine. Too. Okay, so <laughs> so after the the fussing or whatever, like back and forth, back and forth, back. All I know is that when I started FIT, not everybody was on board, and that was okay because I kept going. But when I did get there, um, yeah, college experience was blah because. 
FIT is pretty cheap to go. Like, I think a semester was like $2,000 or oh, something. Wow. But with like my financial and whatever, like I paid out of pocket maybe a thousand. That's not bad. Or like less than that because I have to like pay for my books or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, so with that, I didn't have to take out school loans. Mm, good for right? you. Right? So the only way I would take out a school loan was if I lived on campus in the dorms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, school campus is in Manhattan. Manhattan rooms are tiny. Do I really want to take out a loan to live in Manhattan when I can live at home without paying rent? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. So, right. and that's why I had no college experience because I lived at home with my parents, went to school in the morning, and came home because sometimes before class would end, guess what? My mother would call me asking me where I am. <laughs> I am in class. Like, where else? <laughs> I mean, honestly, So, I didn't really have a good college experience. I, honestly, I had the same thing. I lived very close to the school, so I stayed home. I know you were worse, like five minutes. Yeah, I like five minute walk. Ugh. Ten minutes, five minutes walk to the school. But, like, I honestly didn't have... I think the main reason why I didn't have, like, a major college experience was because... First semester, of course, I was trying to get settled into this whole new school system, you know, because college is definitely different from high school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had financial aid. Everything was fine. And then my second semester, you know, where I'm finally settled, I go to the school during the summer. They're like, oh, you're not getting financial aid this year. I'm like, Why? excuse me. So apparently, according to, you know, the government, my mom works a lot. So her, you know, her pay with my dad was pretty high oh. and my brother had graduated the previous june so in the system i'm the only one in the household who's but you college, have other siblings but they're not in college anymore yeah but i'm saying they don't even they care don't about care. the situation <laughs> like i don't they, they don't care about how much rent you gotta pay so technically based on her income and whatever she, um, she's supposed to pay for my tuition. She, they quote unquote, ha you have enough. Exactly. And and, like, um, I have nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> not the fact. So I, I had to take out loans from that year till I graduated. And not just taking out loans, but like, obviously my mom worked really hard. She had to do a lot on her own. And when you become an older, younger woman, you realize that, you know, you can't always ask your for mom everything. for everything. I want money to go do my, my hair. hair. I right. want money for eyebrows. I and want money for whatever. This, this, that. And I was a history major. And like, you would take one history class and they want you to buy like five books, which... How much are your books? I mean, it wasn't... It was like about 30 bucks each. But like, that's like for one class. If one class wants, you know about five books and it's like 30 bucks that right there's over and you have like other classes and, to I, buy and I was for. taking five classes every semester so like and i didn't want to burden my mom with the extra like i need books i need books so second second semester freshman year i was out there looking for a job like it's nothing and i got a job at forever 21 oh that's my first job and I was working full. I was working part time and going to school full time. Therefore, like I didn't have like a college thing yeah. experience because the minute I left class, I had to, to go, go to work. work. Yep. And then you know, after two years of Sephora, my sophomore year, well, one and eight, one and a half year with mm -hmm. Sephora. She is I a mean, certified with, makeup artist. <laughs> with Forever Twenty One first, I went to Sephora for two years till I graduated. Yeah. So I I worked my way throughout college so yeah it's like, basically pay for your for it for myself yeah. yeah so it's like i didn't you know i couldn't join the clubs they had the saa club african student association and they did all these events and i had you know not friends but acquaintances because <laughs> <laughs> in our last episode you know she got no friends <laughs> you know like people that i know that i was pretty cool with in the campus that were into these programs that always invite me, but I couldn't go. Like, I got a shift at four to nine. Excuse me. Like, I got to go yeah. to work. 
So I couldn't, I didn't have like that experience. Uh, for me, I yeah, didn't have that experience. But I remember after high, because I was a pretty good child in high school. Like I did my work. I went to class. Like I didn't, like all those, you know, students cut in class. Like no, like I was still there when teachers were absent. Like I was a really good child, <laughs> you know, I was a really good child. So senior year came when I, and then senior year was done. I was going to college. Like, you know what? I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to turn up. I don't care. <laughs> I don't By care. Force, turn Yo, up. I, I would force myself. I was like, you know what? After class, I'll hang out with my friend, like I'll, my my two friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? This is the, this semester. I'm gonna like I'm I'm in Manhattan. I go to school in the city. Like right. let me be a big girl. Yo, when that first report card came, it was bad. <sighs> I don't think I got one A. Dang. I didn't think I got one A. That's I mean, crazy. I got B's, but I'm used to get. I'll get B's and A's. And A's this right. one was, there was a C, and there was a couple of B's. And then I'm like, I'm literally looking for the A, and I'm like, where's the A? And I didn't right. get And I think that was the slap I needed to wake up. And so one after that, tell me, did I get any more C's? No, because I went home to study. <laughs> No, oh I, like gosh. I like that semester. Like I was trying to be someone I'm not. Like right. I'm a, naturally that person who follows the rules. Like I want to make because I'm Ghanaian. We're not allowed to fail. <laughs> no, we're, we're not, not. allowed. How you go to your dad we're, and tell not. him, oh, you, your report card, you failed the class. Like you don't do that. We're so I, like I'm used to that upbringing. But me, I was trying to you know be different for college, and that didn't work yeah. out. So I went back to my old ways. And then like you, I started working too. I didn't do retail. I did retail. Okay, I did retail for one day. I worked at Uniqlo for one day. I came home and I cried to my mom. I'm like, I can't. I, I don't know because yeah, I'm. I don't tough. know if I'm lazy or no, just pampered. No. My feet were killing me. And I remember my sister told me, "It's like you don't have to go. You don't have to go." And then the next, my second day was on a Sunday. I opened the door and I closed it and went back to bed. And I oh texted. I was like, I quit. Like nah. I I couldn't do it. Yes. So then I ended up doing like other internships. I interned at a nonprofit. I interned with um a designer once. I interned. I sh- oh I actually interned at Nickelodeon. That was like really really fun. Oh yeah yeah I remember. I yeah. got stuff from that. Place. I, girl, we, <laughs> <laughs> we all got stuff from that place. Um I interned at um a research firm. Like I did a whole bunch of jobs that had nothing to do with fashion as well because at the end of the day even though i was in fashion school i wanted to be open to different job opportunities Mm -hmm. because i know myself even though i know for sure i want to be in fashion i want to have options because i know definitely medicine is not for me but what other job careers are out there that nobody really told me about so i was just really interested in like learning about other things i'm like you know what, let me just figure out if I don't want to do fashion. Yeah, I know that I like Nickelodeon. So let me try and see if I can mm-hmm. work there full time. So like I worked a whole bunch of random like jobs. I mean, some of them like had to do a fashion because mm-hmm. you always want to go in your career path. But right. if another opportunity came along that, you know, I was just pretty interesting and also paid because I needed to pay for college with my thousand dollar out of pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. And buying Metro card and, you know, phone bill or whatever. Like, I, I'm not the kind of person, like she said, like, I'm not going to ask my parents for every little thing. Oh, I want to, like, go pay my phone bill today. Can you give me money? Like, I'm in my, what, 18s, 20s, whatever. Like, I think at that point, I'm a little bit too old right. to be asking my family for every little thing. So, I, like, I got jobs just so I can afford personal things as well. One thing I'm proud of us for is that we had a goal and it was like, I don't care how I'm getting there. I need to get there. And if it involves money, I need to find a job. I can't ask 
every anybody for money right now. And to add on to what she's saying is definitely true. Like for me, it was like my I kept looking at my future as an educator and getting more money. Number yeah. one, and you know there were times at Sephora where I would get up at like twelve a.m. You know, because you have to clean up after. And then that night, I have to go home, sit down, and write like a 10-page paper because mm-hmm. I'm a history major, and then have class the next morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. And I didn't know how I did it, but I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and the day that I graduated, and I was an education minor, so I did my certification while I was in college. So the day that I graduated was the day that I was actually waiting for my final score because, you know, in New York City, you got to take like a million tests to, get, <laughs> to be a teacher with your degree. The day that I got my final score and I passed everything, oh my God. Oh, damn. How'd you feel? Girl, I was relieved, but not really because I still needed to go find a teaching job. Mm-hmm. That Monday after graduation, I had an interview. I went to the interview. It went well, I guess, because the minute I left the interview, they emailed me for a demo lesson because, you know, you have to teach so the principal can get a sense of how you mm-hmm. teach. And I did the demo lesson like two, you know, two days after the interview. Mm-hmm. And the day I did the demo lesson, when I was on the bus on my way home, he called me and offered me a job. Oh. That was like, that was even less than a week after graduation. And oh, nice. I was like, my hard work nice. paid off. Nice. Yeah. What's So how did, okay, so for me, when I first, because with FIT, when you apply, you have to apply for a specific program. You can't just go wandering, trying to figure out what you want to do. Right. So right. I applied for fashion merchandising. So I got in there, and I got in fashion merchandising because I wanted to be a buyer. Girl, after like three classes, I was like, yo, I can't do buying. But I stuck, so I got my associates in fashion merchandising because I'm like, you know, let me just stick it through. Mm-hmm. That's my backup. I have my degree. I can get a job if I need to. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I was like, you know what? I still stuck to fashion merchandising, but instead of being a buyer, I was like, you know what? Let's do product development Mm because I like to like develop things from the ground up. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. She's a good planner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing in life. I think I'm good at, I'm I'm really good at like doing things from the ground up. So I'm like product development. That's like a cool concept. So, um, yeah. So once I switched to product development, I, um, that was junior year, and that semester was really hard because I had eight classes. Damn. I don't know why, but I had eight classes that semester, and then I had an internship at a nonprofit, and I think I worked a minimum of 10 hours a week. Wow, that's crazy. So I, don't, I never had eight classes. I don't know who told me that was a good idea, but I took eight classes plus managing a 10-hour minimum internship. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I would be up doing homework. Mm-hmm. To go to class right after class, I go to my internship, and sometimes for my internship, I'll go back to class because I'll take my classes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was crazy, but guess what? I think that's the semester I made the dean's list. <laughs> that was the only semester. No, I, no, honestly, to be honest, I feel like well, maybe I don't know about you, I but like know. I'm the kind of person that I work best under pressure. Under pressure, you know. Because honestly, after like that was the first time I made a dean's list. I think I made a dean's list under. Another time again, but that was the first time. And the other time, I could have gotten a higher grade because I wasn't really working that right. hard. But it was like the pressure just fuels me so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, after that semester, I was like, you know what? I hate to say this, but I hate school. 
<laughs> I hate school so much. And I always say that if I was born in a rich family, I would have dropped out a long time ago. So I was like trying to figure out how I can leave school early. Like still get my degree, right. but leave school early. So I realized that because I took that eight classes, I had so much credits that I could leave school a semester early. We graduate school. I'm extremely happy. I graduate in December. And then, you know, I'm look- I started looking for a job like the semester, the semester, like early in the semester. So I don't have to wait to the very end. Could not find a job to save my life. I graduated school, no job offers, nothing. I am miserable. I'm literally at home for a whole month and a half, and I'm, like, dying. I'm, like, why don't I have a job? And then... (laughs) And I had to deal with that depression. Yeah, because, like, you know... And I felt bad for her because she was in school, too. It's not like she has a job. Trying to finish my final year. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, literally every day I'll go to interviews, and I'm, like, oh, I got this. I got this in the bag. Like, she would pray for me. Like, everybody was praying for me. And I come back, and sometimes some people will ask me interview questions, and then I don't know who was speaking, but it was not me. I was, like, it was Jesus because (laughs) I don't know how I answered that. And I'll come home, and I'm, like, yes, God had this. God had this. I'll get the email. Sorry, we did not. Like to be honest, Having interviews, like, you need to have some kind of skill set. Oh, yeah. you need to be prepped for it. I remember my oh, yeah. interview where I work now. It was the principal, the assistant principal, and three other teachers. And, girl, they were just throwing questions. Boom, boom, boom. And I don't even know how I was answering yeah. them. But each question, I was like, get it. Yeah. Get it. Get it. But at the end of the day, honestly, why... You know, education. I yes, even though I worked through college and whatever, my I would I didn't decide to teach because I wanted more money. It was because of something that I genuinely wanted to yeah. do. Because honestly, I cannot work part time and go to school full time and still pass really well with all my classes to be able to do it. It's something that I genuinely, genuinely enjoy. Yeah. I love to talk. I talk oh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. I am very expressive and I definitely wanted a job where I can interact with people Mm -hmm. and have an impact on people's lives. But I don't want a job where I sit in front of a computer all day, just (laughs) typing and talking to people on the phone. So for me, education worked well, worked really well. I love history. I always wish I was born in the 1800s or something. But then I would have been a slave. So yeah, (laughs) thank God that, (laughs) thank God that that didn't happen. Yeah, but. and um, I think the one thing I kind of, like, want to drive into people's heads, like, at least, um, like, younger people who are, like, looking to go to college and figure out their career is that find something you absolutely love. I think that's the easiest thing to do. Right. And, okay, sometimes just because you love it doesn't mean you need to do it. Right. But you if, have to be smart about the and choice. And have a plan about it. Right. Like, if you're like, oh, I want to be a basketball player. But you are as short as me, four nine, and you've never played basketball in that's your life not before. Going that's to not. I mean, I, I know you like that lifestyle, but that's not going to happen. Like right. even though I was randomly doing different jobs, like I was in fashion school, I was doing internships, getting me closer to your my goal. dream. So it's yeah. like find what you like and work towards it. Don't say, oh, my family wants me to be a doctor, so I'm going to be a doctor. You will kill someone in the emergency room because your family <laughs> wants you to be a doctor. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing some, being a doctor and being in medicine, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's your life. You're going to l- graduate from college at, what, 22, 23? From then to the rest of your life, do you want to be miserable doing a job that your family wanted you to do? 
And I mean, honestly, one thing I can say is that every job is stressful. Every oh, yeah. job has its craziness. Every job, it doesn't matter. Even if you're a painter, a photographer, whatever you are, yeah. every job has its craziness. And one thing that I know for sure is if you love, love, love what you do, it doesn't matter how stressful it oh, gets. Yeah, you, you will always you'll... find the strength to wake up and go do it exactly. again. Exactly. Personally, I mean... You know, people always ask me, you're teaching. And I teach ninth grade. Like, that's the age where kids are just hormonal and just... And bigger than you, too. And bigger than me. <laughs> yes, I have a kid who's 6'4", like, you know? And I'm only 5'2", right? <laughs> and people are like, how do you... And I'm like, I love it, you know? And, it. you know, if you know me in person, you know, I I don't take... I don't think BS. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I love it so much. I went back to school. I'm doing my master's right now. Um... In education again. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how she's second. going back to school. Like, yes. I, I can't. No school for me. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I feel like since I worked, I always worked and went to school. For me, it's kind of the same in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. It's like I'm working again and I'm just going to school again. Oh, so. I hate school so much that I graduated early. Like, girl, I can't. I mean, trust me, after after oh. I'm done with my master's, I don't think I'm going back for a no while. No PhD. No PhD. <laughs> Maybe not, not like after a couple of years because, you know, I'm hoping that. I could just finish this one because yes. it's definitely um different from undergrad, but mm-hmm. no, you know me. Yeah. We kind of came up with five kind of guidelines on like, if you don't know what to do career wise and like kind of like five steps to take on that. So, you know, so you want to tell yeah, us number yeah. one, what it is. Um, the first thing is to identify exactly what you want to do and to have a plan because mm-hmm. it's not enough to just wake up and say that, you know, this is what I want to do. And then you're laying home all day. Like you have to have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's being a dancer or being a singer, like, do you have studio time? Like, do you have someone yeah. who's going to help you get to that next level? You have to have a plan in place. So then you know your goal is achievable. Yeah, you can't stay in bed all day and say, yes, I want to have a a, a dancing career, be J-Lo's backup dancer, and then you wake up the next day and you wonder why that didn't happen. Like, you have, have, have to have a plan. Secondly, is to trust and commit yourself to whatever that plan is. So, you know, knowing that this is what you want to do, you have to make sure that genuinely, like, if, if this is what's going to help me, then I'm going to stick to it. You know, if you tell people I'm trying to be a painter and then the next you go, oh, I quit. I know. Like I'm singing now. Like nobody around nobody you is going to take you seriously. seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you need to do it. And to the point where the people who don't believe in you will start believing in you. Exactly. Because like, you're not giving up on it. You know, so commitment is like the most important thing, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that too. The third is to be okay with doing it alone. You alone, know, yes. you're in your cultural group or your society where maybe for example it's it's not a norm to be in fashion industry or it's not a norm to say that i want to be a rapper i don't know whatever you want to do (laughs) it's okay like at the end of the day like one thing i've learned genuinely is that everybody's different it's genuinely your new favorite word or something honestly i say it a lot (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I heard it ten times already. It, uh, it's okay. Everyone is different. Yeah. Everyone is different. It's okay to and, be the first. And I feel like, you know, if you have a goal and during the process of getting to your goal, certain people are leaving your life, it's okay. Maybe they're not meant to be in your life to reach that goal mm-hmm. with you. You know, you have to be okay alone sometimes. Because sometimes the best things in life that happens, happens in the dark. Maybe right. you need to like 
cover and protect what you're growing mm-hmm. so other people who have negative eyes on you don't have that effect on your life you know and another aspect of being alone is that maybe you're just that one person to come out first in your community to inspire exactly. others exactly to do the because what i what i hate is that nobody else has done it. why are you trying to do it who have you seen it's like maybe you are supposed to be that one person if you don't see an example of where you are why don't you become that example so that other people, like younger people, can be like, oh, my auntie, my my cousin did this. Maybe I can do it too because they did it first. And finally, know that it will be hard. So sometimes you will always hear negative comments about, you know, what you're trying to do. People will always try to talk you out of it, whether it's family, friends, whoever it is. Sometimes random people, trust me. Oh, random yeah. people right random people. so for example i met this guy a while ago you know kind of like at the i don't even remember where but you know kind of like imagine being at the doctor's office and realizing oh you're both Ghanaians, so you oh, just right, started right. have conversations and asked me and i was in college then and saying i'm a history major and he's asking me like oh you're you're doing history <laughs> well what are you gonna do with that what are you gonna do with that and i was like oh i'm trying to be a teacher oh. Are you sure? Guys, there's two types of are you sure. Mm, there's the are you sure as in, oh, I really care about you and I want to make sure you're okay, mm-hmm. right? So are you sure you want to do this? And there's the are you sure, which is like, yo, this is not a good plan. <laughs> are you sure you want to do this? And that are you sure was telling me that like, you know, just like, you know, and it wasn't just him. Like people like in the African community have this conception that American kids are so bad and they're disrespectful and can you sure you can do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like at the end of the day, you can't, you can't listen to what people are going to say because you don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know what God has for you. Exactly. Oh, 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 I like that part. No, you so, don't know what God has for you. Yeah, so you know. don't don't focus on the negative comments. Like we said, if you believe in yourself, if you trust and commit, and if you know what exactly what you want to do, and you have no problem being the first and doing it, should be fine. Yeah, and then the last thing is, if you are you know you're a Christian and believe in God, just pray. Yes. Like just pray, cause sometimes you just you not sometimes you always need that strength. As in, I like growing up. I, nothing was, I'm doing it with my own strength, with my own might. It's like, who are you? Like, God gave us that strength. So it's like, I know for me personally, that's where I drew my strength off when I had eight classes and 10 hour um, internship time to do and I couldn't sleep and I had to drink coffee 24 seven. Where did I get my strength? Like, you gotta like, you know, some people meditate, like have that time to just focus on what you want to do. And, and yeah. finally, just to add on, you know, you have to also have this convention in religious terms. Somebody would say faith. Yeah. That what I have set before me that I'm doing is going to happen. Oh yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, you just, have to speak just, life into yes, it. Like speak life know, into it. Know that it's going to happen and you won't make it happen. Cause you yeah. know, it may not happen. It may not happen as soon as you would want it to based on your timeline. Right. But just know if that's what God wants for you in your life. It doesn't matter if you didn't get that job 10 years ago, maybe 10 more years. Who knows? But, you know, even sometimes, honestly, I feel like when you said things to be how you want it, it in be- your time, it, it will, will happen, happen. Oh, in your that- time. Cause I wanted four years I wanted to be out four years I was out and my goal in college was that after graduation I have uh-huh. I have to have a job because what's the point? Yeah, and I, really, and it's so point? funny. I gave myself when I graduated. I graduated in December. Mm-hmm. I gave myself April sixteenth 
to get a job. And then you got I got it a before. job in February. Yep. Well, your brain, your mindset, your brain, your mentality is so powerful. And that's really, I feel like the only thing you need to get a strong will on in order to succeed. Yeah. Good job, teacher. Yes. That's the reason why I do what I do. Okay. <laughs> well, today's episode was very serious. I know. That was <laughs> more serious than usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we, okay, we're not too crazy after all. Like, we actually do take life seriously sometimes. And like, I, like, I, we laugh a lot and joke a lot, but when it comes to our careers, I think that's like the one aspect of our life that we're really yes, yes, serious yes, about. Yes. Cause that's like something hopefully you'll be doing for the rest of your life. Like she's gonna a teacher now. I know she doesn't want to be a teacher for the rest of her life, but what she's doing now is leading her into what she that's, wants to I'm do next. My career. Exactly. And it's like, it's kind of like doing a resume. Like you don't mm-hmm. want to put too much fluff in there. Like what are you doing to help you to reach to the bigger picture? Right. So yeah, when it comes to, um, you know, career, we are very passionate about it. So sorry, we didn't have a lot of laughing here today. <laughs> or maybe, you know, you want to thank us because you're sick of our laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> us. So yeah, we hope that, you know, maybe if one person got a good encouragement from, you know, listening about our school and career story, maybe it will push you to like also follow your dream, whether you also want to be in fashion like me or be in education like her or even if you want to be a doctor, follow what is in your heart. No, yes, yes. Because yeah. we need everybody in the community yeah. to succeed. Like I need know? someone to do my checkups. Yeah. I need someone to teach my children. I'm, yes. I don't have kids yet, but in future, <laughs> I need someone to make my clothes. So everyone has a path in life to take. And let's just all do our best to, you know, find that path. Well. On that note, follow us on Instagram at BSH Podcast. Ooh, I said that correct. That's the first one. (laughs) And email us at bshpodcast2 at gmail.com with any questions or reviews or anything that you want us to do better in this podcast as we go on this journey with you guys. So we hope you guys have a wonderful week. Bye.